0: Um, Channel 10.
1: <laughs> we used to be like, CNN, Channel 10. And we used to think the people would catch on. No, but not if it. you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner <laughs> on <or> whatever. <laughs> what up, like, well, I didn't you know. To do it, yo. yo, what up, man? On it's on different channel, son. What up, on, man? What up, watch the channel, son? Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up, all good, baby, in every it's hood, bridge. son. What up, yo, CNN? Network Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, this grown man. Bow face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef, this scar face. CNN, network Channel
0: 10, it's on again. Street niggas, this grown men Bow face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef. You. Yo. Welcome back once again. This is the Channel 10 Podcast. It's me, the Almighty AR, the building I'm alongside Sin God Superior and like we said this is the channel 10 podcast and um we were just having this off air conversation about the life of Pablo and and when did this album come out is it like two months old by now
2: yeah I would say so
0: and like it just keeps growing and changing (laughs) (laughs) So uh Kanye just added Saint Pablo to the mix track twenty by uh titles um by you know by titles uh track listing which I guess would be the most officialist track listing as of this point. And um I like the record.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like uh... I think Kanye, you know, he went in lyrically on it.
2: What someone else did for
0: him. What someone else or, or a group of people <laughs> <laughs> a whole team got together and, you know, created something. But um I thought it was pretty dope.
2: Well, I remember when he uh yeah, so it came out February well, based on Wikipedia, but you know, I feel it's weird now because I feel like we can trust Wikipedia now for the most part based on what they what it what it has. Um Came out February fourteenth of this year, and then it was updated June 14th, so three days ago. Mm. And uh, I remember when um, he remember remember when he premiered uh, Saint Pablo um, at, at uh, Yo Gotti's uh, album release party.
0: No, I don't remember that.
2: Oh yeah, so he. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, uh, he just came out of nowhere, and I think, like, yeah, Yo Gotti was, like, so happy to have him there, but, like, he literally took over Yo Gotti's album release party, and was, like, just talking about, like, like he was, he, I don't know if he was drunk or what, but he was, like, telling to the crowd, like, he was telling the crowd like, he's a genius, and he has, like, a song to prove it or some shit like that, and he just, like, <laughs> plays this song, and he's just, like, bouncing up and down, and, like, Yo Gotti, he's, like, kind of sitting there, like, just taking it, like, nodding his head, let's try and be a part of whatever... You know, Kanye was uh, cooking up at that point, and after that, um, I went back maybe some days later because I figured that the sl- like the uh, that song in that you know in that form at least would be floating around on YouTube in a really bad quality and not you know like not full like the way it is now. And I listened to it and it I liked it, but I feel like and uh, maybe that was like two and a half three minutes, but I think like this four five six minute track he has now could have been. I uh, trimmed down.
0: Six minutes and twelve seconds. God, damn. I mean I appreciate it because when you look at you know, a lot of jazz records and things like that, you know, they go sometimes for a minute. Just they just it seems like they just catch a vibe or a feeling and they just go with it until they feel like they're done. And I felt like on this record, Kanye just went and just let it all out until he just felt like he was done. So I wasn't let's really see, mad is, at it
2: but this this is the thing about um you know like artists overall like you know like you like you and other people have told me like about my project about you just gotta like just let the shit go and just you know based on let's just say like a rom fest like what uh rom fest said about Kanye recently like in that um in billboard or even you know Kanye talking about him being off office Lexapro in Mexico, or whatever he said. uh, You know, this could become an issue. Like, what if he just, like, sits around to start and just keeps updating it over and over again? Because he just can't.
0: I mean... You know, why not? I mean, I think it... um. I think it it gives an entry into the artistic process of creating an album because it's like he's putting the finishing touches on it, you know, while the world is watching.
2: Well, I mean, he well he's done he's done that before
0: though. Yeah, I mean, it seems like almost every album he's done that with. Even even College Dropout, I don't know, if people remember this. I f- I feel like I'm the only person that remembers this, but he came out with it. And then he came out with another version when they shipped it out again. And the way that you can tell the different versions is I think the original one had like a brown cover, but then the re release had a white cover. And there were certain different things with the mixes. And then, like, I think that by the album, I, I, I think I might end up buying that album twice. And then, um,. Late registration, and then the next one didn't do it. I think, but then Jesus, I know yeah. he he uh, had a different physical version, and then like the iTunes version was a little bit different. Or well, he'll take it down and remaster it real quick and put it back up.
2: Well, I mean, well, I guess when it comes to graduation, he you know he did that with the, at least uh, with with uh, stronger when he was trying to get like the uh, the drums right.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I still kind of feel like the drums aren't right on there, but I've kind of always felt like that. But I still love that song, even though I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But
2: <laughs> I mean, I, and that's the thing. Like, I, after a while, I just kind of figured that maybe, um, you know, maybe the uh, the sample just kind of maybe the sample has something to do with like the drums being the way they are.
3: Yeah, I
0: mean, and in the sense, the way the are layered over top, which I really like. How I mean, they,
2: there's a lot going on in that beat.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that's hard to get right, but I feel like I feel like Timbaland was the wrong person to go to to get it right, because Timbaland's beats, Timbaland's beats are interesting. Like they sound really complex, but if you really sit down and analyze them, a lot of them are extremely simple. And, you know, I think if you want to go to somebody to, to mix, to help you mix a complex beat, you got to go to Just Blaze. Because, um, what's that song? I think it's number two on, um, number two on, what you call it, uh, Jay-Z's album when he came back after the Black album. Oh, um, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come, yeah. And um, this is Just Blaze beat number two. The one who out, you are uh, something, something, and it just has that loud, crazy sample, and it's like, you know, it sounds like it was mixed the best way they could mix it, and it's clear enough, and the joint is rocking, and it's like the sample conflicts with everything, but it still kind of works at the same time, and that's all you know, just Blaze and Young Guru's doing, I guess. But, um,
2: oh, um, oh my god,
0: yeah, oh my god, that's the joint. And, um, even, uh, show me what you got has a lot going on in it, too.
2: Yeah, it does.
0: But they made that work. I mean, a lot of Just Blaze records, you know, some of them have a lot going on, and somehow they work.
2: I mean, I would even say, uh, um, although, I mean, it's a rat, it's a rather simple beat, but I guess when you hear him talk about it, on exhibit C up to a point.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of a lot going on in there,
2: too. I mean, yeah, and, like, and like the, and, like, how, like, the, uh, and the way, like, the, they have, like, the, how he has, like, the, the kick centered and, like, how, like, the, you can you can hear the drums clearly in the midst of, uh, I heard somewhere, like, like you know, like, what's going on in that song, and, and I just remember, like, there's a lot going on in it, like, more than what you may, like, we may think. Like, I just thought at one point, when I first heard it, it was like a simple sample, but then if you hear it closely, you can hear like different layers and, and stuff like that, which will make it like a bit difficult. But um I was thinking like I was thinking of another producer though, other than just Blaze who could probably help Kanye out with his uh, stronger drums.
0: Who's that? Bangladesh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think Bangladesh, now that I think about it, he might be the the uh progenitor of everything that's going on right now. Hmm. Because you know, the eight oh eights have always been a part of hip hop and everything, but Bangladesh came with them boom the, those long booming joints and then a whole bunch of stuff on top of it.
2: I mean yeah, like I mean I, I think um he's one of my favorite producers like of all time. Like um and I he, like in so many facets like Eight Ball MJG, um, what he did for Two Chains, uh, Lemonade, the Gucci Man Joint. Can't forget
0: uh, um, um, a milli.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, well, I'm not the well, I mean, just uh, just the way it's made and like you know we find out it's Q Tip's voice, and, <laughs>
0: you
2: know, stuff like that. But then even like uh, um, you know, like more like East Coast stuff like uh, what he did with Fifty. Um, I can't think of that song the the uh, joint with Neo, for uh,
0: oh, Have a Baby by me.
2: Yeah, I mean I, that that beat is like ingenious to me.
0: Yeah, matter of fact, let me pull up um a Bangladesh discography.
2: And then and one of my favorite beats by him, because like, I think one of my favorite beats by him is uh of all time, like it just base like just going off the top of my head, and maybe between the uh don't make me uh from Eight Ball MJG mm-hmm. and uh Eliminate, lemonade, and then also a uh, dope peddler by uh, Two Chains. That's like that beat is ingenious from that, his uh, from his first album.
0: I gotta listen to that again. Hold on, Bangladesh is something for MIA Passport. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pa- hold on. MIA has a project called Passport Music. Oh, not, not that I know of unless it's, it's like a bootleg. This is from 2007. Um, he produced a drink for MIA called Hit That, according to Wikipedia. Oh, all
2: right, yeah, so yeah, hit you yeah, so hit that. From what I understood, it was it was a a bonus track on Kyla because um, I might have hit that and um there are the two songs that I came across and supposedly they were like a, they were on um the bonus like part of Kyla. You have hit that you have that joint with like Timberland or maybe that's a part of the actual album and then you have uh, um this other joint that uh, Diplo man I can't I can't think of it right now um that beat is crazy a uh, big branch.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I remember that.
2: Hey, I mean, what do you think about that song? Because if you, if you really, if you really listen to it, like men probably should be listening to that shit.
0: Hold on. Big Branch. Let me pull it up again. That was the one. Hold That's up.
2: It's one of the craziest songs.
0: It's not coming up on title. Let me show all tracks.
2: See. See, um, once again, listeners, as we've had this conversation before over and over again, this is why you just can't trust streaming because you can't get every song you need in your life.
0: Hello, Big Branch was on um,
2: Kyla. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be.
0: Why do I remember that song? Hold on. Maybe it's on the second one. Are Aria... we? I don't know how you pronounce this shit he's a ruler a ruler all right you're gonna have to um the thing about streaming though is that it like you'll come across some things that you would have never listened to especially with apple music the way that they make their playlists and things and then they have the radio stations like it's some uk rapper i can't remember his name right now but i was listening to S- beats One Music one day, and some dude was just talking about this th- this British rapper who doesn't get his respect, and he just went on this long rant about him. And just started playing his records, and I was like, "Yo, this is crazy."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Big Branch is an iTunes bonus track, so it'll probably only be on Apple Music.
2: So now, so now you're going to switch over to Apple Music music to listen
0: to the song. Well, I'm on YouTube now, (laughs) but um, I mean, the streaming wars is a whole nother thing. Like like I started noticing certain things with the streaming wars and I've heard people kind of allude to it, but then they say like, nah, I'm not really going to get into it, but I don't know if you know any, because you know, the streaming wars, it, it kind of affects hip hop in a certain way. Because if you notice, especially like when it comes to New York, one group of people is with Title, and one group of people is with Apple Music,
3: mm.
0: and that's you know the whole iHeart Media slash Loudspeakers Network type people. They are all with Title, and then the Hot ninety seven people with Apple Music. Have you noticed that?
2: Uh, I mean, uh, kinda, sorta, because uh, you know, because Ebro he was at uh, Kanye's uh, listening party, I think, before the uh, Madison Square Party thing, Mm. and he said all that stuff that he said about it, and so it makes a lot of sense. Oh, what did he say? Well, I remember when uh, like around like when I think I'm pretty sure it was before the Madison Square Garden um like fashion show that Kanye put on where he. Uh, debuted his album on a on cell phone yeah i remember that yeah remember like it was a private listening party somewhere in new york and um like the next day ebro came on hot 90 well he was on hot 97 and he was like telling like rosenberg and um the other i can't think of the other girl um mm. telling telling them about it and he was saying that pretty much it has everything that you'll want from Kanye like his 808s and Heartbreak stuff is you know his uh, boom bap type stuff and everything like that
0: mm. and that's interesting because you know Kanye is his title but I mean it's only so far that you can take it but you know like, like like Charlemagne, you'll see him with the title hat and then Ebro has a show on Apple Music
2: that's right it's true
0: and then, like, I think it might be some other people from Hot 97 involved in Apple Music. And then, you know, um, what you call it, um, but then, uh, like, Cypher sounds, he leaves Hot 97, and now he's managed by Rock Nation, or oh, he has some type of involvement with them or something.
2: He's managed by them.
0: He's managed by him, yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, um... So, yeah, it's all, it's all interesting the way it plays out. And, of course, you know, title is kind of losing. In they are the st- losing. <laughs> I mean, but they're winning, too. Like They're losing, but I would look at it in terms of growth. Like, even though they're losing compared to other services, they're winning compared to themselves a year ago.
2: I mean, yeah, but if you if you look at like Spotify and like Apple Music and, you know, I've been on my tech podcast type stuff as of late and I keep hearing that Spotify is just winning right now and I was kind of shocked like,
3: to hear that.
0: I mean, Spotify has been winning. like I mean, they were like the first. So, it's going to be kind of hard to take them down. But, I mean, Android made a dent against apple with the you know android versus ios or iphone
3: oh what do you mean oh oh like
0: oh what do you mean like apple being the established originator and then you know android comes and poses a threat to it so oh yeah spotify can be taken down the thing about spotify is that spotify is not an american company and so it's worldwide a lot more so than other things. But I think Tidal and Apple Music, to an extent, they have the exclusive content thing, which people say isn't an issue. But, you know, a lot of people don't know how to legally download things. You say legally or illegally? It, uh, illegally. Oh,
3: OK.
0: Like a lot of people don't know how to do that and or they're not going to take the time and even the people that do people like me like at this point in my life yo i don't have time to be trying to bootleg your album
2: (laughs) i mean i mean but see this, this is the thing about me and this is why you know like i don't know if we even should be talking about this right now but you know like I miss the good old days of, of, you know, being a digital pirate, man. It was just, it was easier. But then at certain points, it wasn't easy. And you had to, you had to go through different, you had to go through different channels to try to get certain things. And that was like the rush of it. Like you have like the man telling you that, you that you know, you won't get this because we really made sure you can't get it. And then if you can go around them and get it, it just, it, it just makes the experience even better when, once you finally listen to it.
0: But see, I feel like, I feel like we did that for a reason. And the reason is that they were just being ridiculous. And now it's not so ridiculous. Like, especially, you know, at an early age, I couldn't spend $20 on the damn CD that I wanted.
2: I still can't do that. Well, I guess I (laughs) kind of could, but
0: I don't want to. Yeah, like, you know, I can eat for a good part of a week off of $20. So,
2: Man, I just spent eighteen dollars at the damn market for uh, quite a bit of good things.
0: So, <laughs> fuck your CD.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's what's funny is uh, I still have a uh, pirate's dilemma um in, in my in my Gmail account.
0: I gotta read that. You still have it? Um, I probably do somewhere, but you probably got forwarded to me again. <laughs> Pirating the pirate's dilemma. They got you got to man. Um, hey, look, hold on, have you ever heard of the Pirate Party? No. Um, it's a European political party. It's in a couple of different countries, and basically,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think it's born out of um, what's that shit called? Um, uh, Silk Road mm-hmm. and Pirates Bay and stuff like that. And basically, it's about transparency in the political system. And you know, sharing all information with the people, but you know, it's I think it comes from that pirate technology type of aspect. Um, so they actually, you know, created a political party based off of it.
2: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I wanted of because um, you know I listen to the libertarian podcast, but I also listen to some super left wing podcasts too, and. One of them, they kind of always kind of big up like one of the left wing ones. They was kind of big up the pirate party, and I'll be mean look more into it. But it sounds really interesting. Mm. But um.
2: Well, maybe maybe we'll have something like that here sooner or later.
0: Man, I wouldn't be surprised. I was just listening to um the latest uh, drink champs with the uh, chic and uh, styles, and they were talking about like. How Russell Simmons And I've heard Russell Simmons say this before That um he couldn't run for president Because he smoked dope Like heroin <laughs> But now when you see Donald Trump It's like why couldn't Kanye run for president Why can't Russell Simmons run for president You know
3: Yeah That's true
0: But um I don't know like I wouldn't vote for Kanye West I'm sorry
2: I mean, do you think he's going to do something like that? Like run for president?
0: I mean, he said he was going to.
2: He said a lot of things, man, in in his career.
0: I mean, out of everybody who said they're going to run for president in hip-hop, I think he would be the one to do it. I think people are calling for Russell Simmons to do it, but he said no. But he might end up doing it, too.
2: I mean, he has has to start speaking better (laughs) if he wants to do that
0: does he? I mean even though he curses, he can put together a sentence way better than Donald Trump
2: I mean it's just like the way he sounds like I like for example Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. so you know the whole thing about like, technically like the, the state of the Union like technically the president doesn't have doesn't have to say like he doesn't have to like you know do like a whole big public thing event with the state of the Union. It's just something that he, has to, like, that he has to do, he or she has to do. I should probably say no. Uh, and he has to just report to Congress. But people like Thomas Jefferson didn't do it because Thomas Jefferson has a list. So he decided not to, uh, to talk that much. And he didn't want to talk to Congress because of his list.
0: Mm. I mean, what is it about the way Russell Simmons speaks?
2: I mean, like, uh, I mean, he has like a some, maybe it's not a list, but it's just the way I don't, I just don't like it how he talks. I mean, you know what I'm saying.
0: I mean, he just sounds like an old New Yorker who has like traveled the world and gotten his New York accent mixed with a bunch of other things. The thing I don't like about him is that he's he's a bit too pragmatic sometimes when it comes to things. Mm,
2: like, like, in what way?
0: I mean, his support of Hillary, it's it's very like, it's not that anything that he says doesn't make sense, but It's it's not radical enough for me, I guess you could say like if you have a problem with the system you know of you know working within the system is something you know that you can do and you know um holding politicians feet to the fire is something you can do but can you really do that and do these politicians really have the power um Essentially, this is in the Libertarian podcast, part of the problem, um, they say, like like they brought up, that uh, Rand Paul, he said one time, he said, I don't really know who runs all this. And you're mm-hmm. a senator. He's <laughs> talking about oh, you don't know who runs all this? And, you know, of course, he's alluding to the, um, you know, the banks and everything. The Federal Reserve and the people who, you know, pull the strings behind all that. But, um, you know, these super rich and powerful people, they don't have their names out there like that. Like, you really got to dig deep to find out who these people are. And then there's some people who you might look at, OK, this is a guy who's running it, but it might not even be the guy like that. Like they just might have just thrown him out there to to make you think that there's somebody who can do it and so like when he's all pragmatic like you know like Bernie but Hillary this and that and you know really kind of supporting her and getting behind her in certain type of ways um, you know it kind of bothers me as somebody who um, is looking for change you know immediately because you know there's a that like like there's a short game and there's a long game with um compromise Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: like there's a short game with immediate results and the short game with immediate results is to take the whole system down and rearrange it so that it works so like When you look at at the riots, like people have been trying to change things in Baltimore for so long, and then now you have these quote unquote riots, and now all of a sudden, you know, there's an influx of different things that are going to happen.
2: I mean, thinking about Russell Simmons when uh, about Russell Simmons, when it comes to me, what and which I mean, I, I I understand when it comes. To his point of view, and actually, I agree with it, but it's just something about I don't know his uh, his approach to it, maybe like when he was uh, like let's say on Stones podcast, and he was talking about um his you know his vegan book or whatever like that, and he was uh saying like the different things that you know people can do um like to eat better, so you know instead of getting the I guess well, I'm kind of like paraphrasing him, but instead of getting like the, the general toast chicken, you know, just get the vegetables with, the, I mean, get the vegetables w- with like some fried rice and maybe like some soybeans. Or if you go to Taco Bell, you know, don't get like all like that crazy meat stuff. Just get like, uh, you know, like the beans and in, in the rice.
0: You know, it's crazy. I've done both those things in the past week, but continue. <laughs> but continue.
2: <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, it's different. I mean, it's, I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is that, and, I mean, I I do it, I mean, well, not that, I mean, I've done that before, too, but it's, like, you know, like, the problem's a bit, it's more, you know, complex than that, you know, like, you need to really be talking about these food dozens, don't be trying to say what people can do right now, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I think, I think he, he, he addresses it, I don't know, I mean, it's very complex, because, you can tell people this is what they need to do, but then they're going to say, well, and they're going to give you a bunch of excuses. So I think, you know, by saying that, he's kind of taking people's excuses away.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But at the same time, you do have to address all these other issues. And I think uh, Styles P really does a great job at it because he was talking about earlier about juicing and how it changed his life. And, like, it's funny because Nori, even before, you know, they put this Styles P episode up, he was talking about how he witnessed the change in Styles P because he wasn't even really cool with him like that. And they didn't bond over music at all, they bond over the whole juice in life.
2: Well, see, but then, I mean, you know, a lot of this stuff is so um, subjective because if you go, let's say, like, to, um, Go to Joe Rogan's podcast, for example. Have him and, you know, Brian Callen talk about it. Um, you know, they'll say that juicing is cool. They do it, like, at least more, like, you know, maybe once a day, if that. But, you know, you're not supposed to be, um, you know, consuming, you know, vegetables or fruit in, 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 uh, in that manner because it's so much sugar. So it's not really that good for you to keep juicing like that.
0: Well, yeah, the thing is, you're not supposed to do the fruit like that. The vegetables is cool, but, like... If you get, I mean, with an orange juice, you're not supposed to be just drinking straight orange juice. If you were supposed to do that, then it would be orange juice that you wouldn't have to squeeze out in in a concentrated manner. Um, And that makes a lot of sense. And even if you have a soda, a lot of times a lot of these so-called healthy fruit juices have a lot more sugar in them than a soda would. So that's something to watch out for. Um, But, like, I don't know, like... This is a debate that I've kind of been going through in my mind these past couple of days. Um, like, literally, um, I'll say about this shit today is like the whole thing about trying to be natural, right? And it's like humanity survived because we don't do things in a natural manner. And then now that we don't live in a natural world, trying to be natural in a lot of senses like you have to like you have to pick and choose your naturalness and you have to kind of figure out what's the best way to go. You can't just be like this is natural. Cuz who's to say what's natural? Like cuz when you really think about it, everything that's not natural is natural because if evolution is natural, this is all part of our evolution. Mm-hmm. So it's like Um, our diets and all the food that we get is kind of fucked up so if you have to like, get your vegetables in a certain type of manner like juice them then that might be the best way for you to go at that moment but the problem is people go for taste and so they want that sugar and so they tend to juice fruits which is gonna give you way more sugar than a soda, which is one of the worst things that you can get. Not only because of the acid, but a lot of times mainly because of the sugar.
3: Yeah.
0: So, you know, everybody just gotta do the research.
2: I mean, well, see like this this is like how I always like to this is this is this is another reason why, you know, like I don't like you know, like super vegans or whatever you want to call them and shit like that, because you know, like when I work, you know, I worked at like a you know, a natural kind of farmers market kind of corporate place, and you have these vegans who will say, "Oh well, no, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if you mix like you know, like the shampoo with 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 my with my uh, with my meat because it's all natural." But at the same time, you know, you're and, and then you know they, they don't want you to. They don't want you to to use too many plastic bags, but at the same time, you know they're swiping with their plastic card or, or something like that, or or they're using that their iPhone for Apple Pay, which you know which has a glass where um, that came from, you know, a billion shards that people in China probably you know inhaled and fucking died from, or uh, you know even people who who are on like who are on like their whole juicing thing. I don't have a problem with juicing, but it's not that natural because you're using a fucking machine to process it. Right. And you know, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I mean, but you know, just like get real. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm a natural guy. Like, you know, like I buy ju like I bought some juice. Like, I've, I've been buying this juice, and you have a point because I've been testing out different like juices, like that I buy in a bottle, which is processed, because I'm trying to get like more vi- vitamins for, for various reasons and you know like i had like some carrot juice i don't really like carrot juice i drank it but i didn't like it and i found like the perfect juice for me because i like the taste of it
0: (laughs) and see another thing too is this is why this is a dilemma that i have because um you know you know one of the um critiques of vegans is that They say, you know, how can you tell somebody's vegan? They say, oh, don't worry, they'll tell you. (laughs) So, like, yo, I try so hard not to tell people I'm vegan, but the culture that we live in, it's like people just keep offering you food and then it's disrespectful if you don't take it. And it it happens to me at work all the time. Like, I don't want to socialize with you motherfuckers. One, I don't know why people think I'm a friendly person. Like, I even told one of my coworkers, like, matter of fact, no, like one time, I think this is the only time I ever went to lunch with my coworkers. I said, you know, I'm really not a friendly person. I don't know if you guys know this, but I just kind of sit and I'm quiet and I don't really speak to anybody. Y'all come to speak to me. And then I realized I probably shouldn't have said that. But, yeah, you probably should um, Because I saw the look on somebody's face. I think it was a girl who likes me. And I kind of like, kind of shit on her for a second. But, um, but yeah, like, you have to do all this social bullshit and then do all this shit with food. So, like, today, you know, we had to go get cake for, tech, for a coworker. Because she's going to a different department. And like. If you're sitting there at your desk working. Trying to get work done. While people are getting cake, Then they look at you like you're crazy. So now I have to go get cake. So then I run into my mans at work. I'm like yo. I don't even eat no fucking cake. He was like I don't either. So I was like why the fuck are we up here. And he was looking at his phone. And he was like man. I don't even know. Because he was like kind of near the cake line, but not, like, in it. Yeah. So I'm like, why are we here? He's like, I don't know. (laughs) So then another co-worker comes up and she was like, I know you don't eat cake, so just go get a piece of chocolate cake and bring it back down for me. (laughs) And, like, this is where, like, my morals come into conflict, because this is a white co-worker, right? And so... I feel like she's like, order me around like some nigga boy. Like, bring me some cake, nigga. But yeah. then at the same time, it's an awkward situation because I need to go and grab some cake. And then once I have the cake, I need something to do with it. Like, how am I going to get rid of this cake? So she gave me my perfect out. <laughs> so I ended up giving her the cake. <laughs> but then I was like, damn, like, could I have handled that situation better? or Did I handle it good, or does it even matter? Speaking, I mean, of, I mean speaking of which, um, I don't know if you've heard. I meant to, uh, like, I've been meaning to text you this for for a couple of days now. I don't know if you heard the news, but um, curb your enthusiasm is coming back.
2: Yeah, uh, I feel like we had a conversation about this some months ago. Um. But th- not a year
0: ago. I mean, we. I think we had multiple conversations about this, but I think now it's like official. All right.
2: Yeah. I mean, I need that in my life.
0: Yeah, man. Matter of fact, I need to but get on. those files from you again because I think my hard drive is um is gone, is laid out the pasture. So I'm gonna have to fly to Oklahoma before August. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I got an air mattress.
0: That's what's um, good.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know what you mean, man. Like uh, when I uh, I had this training for two days, and well, no, man, I'm not. Well, I, I had to go to a banquet, not not the training. So like the banquet, and you know, you had we had like this one, like uh, um, you know, we had like three things that we had to choose from. That you know, like to have is like our main dish or whatever, or like that. And in my head, I'm like, well, I can't eat any of this, so I was trying to pick like the most vegan friendly thing that i could pick which was the vegetarian lasagna uh. but you know the but you already know like lasagna will have cheese on it so i'm like all right so i'll deal with that but then i had a friend of mine who who was supposed to like come with me or well she was trying to figure out if she could come with me and i'm like oh shit like so if she comes with me all i had to do was like like kind of just like bring her in like not even like give her an official ticket and just give her my plate and it'll uh. be perfect uh-huh. But that didn't work out, so I just had to like, I just smushed it around and just like kind of played with it, so it looked like I ate. I don't know if it really worked, but I feel like it did. <laughs> Damn, man,
3: that's
0: that that's tough.
2: It is tough because I was also at a table of like like maybe like six seven other people, so um, I don't know if they realized that, but I made sure like I like roll like the rolls and stuff like that. But then of course. Uh, other people like the like the servants that came back out and like you know they uh and of course the only the only um other black guy within this whole thing was was a servant so uh-huh. um they came back out with cake and I didn't know what the, I it's, it was really difficult what to do in that situation but people love cake so I just said hey you want this cake and someone said oh yeah I love your cake and just ate two two slices of cake now was cool.
0: <laughs> Yo, hold up. I just pulled up something on um on uh, I, I just pulled up Tumblr and I see a post and somebody screenshotted something from Twitter from the Washington Post. And it says scientists figured out what makes Indian flu- food so delicious. And somebody put white people did all that research just to find out they use seasoning. And somebody put under that, putting that STEM degree to a juice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know, man. This whole food and culture and like, it's all this bullshit. Because then on your way to get cake that you don't want, you have to talk to people about some bullshit that you don't want to talk about. And then sometimes they don't know the things that you know. And so they're talking about some shit that's just irrelevant.
2: And then after you eat, or even like the next day after the event, they'll talk to you about the food or the cake specifically.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was crazy. So I'm training this girl at work and she's like, she's hungry. And I had a bag of nuts. (laughs) So... (laughs) I was like I got these nuts <laughs> and um in fact I'm up. I was in fact no, I was like I got some snacks or something and she was like oh no you look like you be eating healthy <laughs> so then I pulled out my bag and I was like I got, this, I, got, I got these nuts right here and she's like oh no I don't want that That's funny because I told my girl about it and she was like you can't be offering these girls bags and nuts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can't I mean you just can't like it just sounds so weird like. Well, did you say that? Like, so you literally said I have these bags and nuts right? Here.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. It's like, yeah I, I said I said I got these nuts right here and like I, like because I sat down and I thought about how can I best say that I can't really say it any other type of way like I, like. I, Matter of fact, I didn't say these. I said, I have some nuts. That's what I said.
2: I mean, you should just say it, Or you should just, like, pull the bag on and say, yeah, boy, I have these if you want
3: or some.
0: Or something like that. I don't know. But then, I kind of wanted to say it, though.
3: Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> like, I mean. Because,
0: like, I don't be giving a fuck.
2: But, you know, I think this goes back to our conversation. Maybe it was the the, uh, the Perky's Calling episode about, you know, people picking their drug, their, their drug of choice. Yeah. And you know, not to not not speaking for you, but I'm pretty sure that I drink you know, more than the average person and you know, there you go.
0: They I mean, people
2: choose cake, I choose whiskey.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean you know, my girl, she's called me an alcoholic.
2: Oh so ironic, I I I just got a uh a bad T V thing about uh, Prince of P.M. Dawn being dead at forty six. Mm. I mean, well, is it, so yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. So that's why like, sometimes I just I just kind of, like, I try to see it that way.
0: But then at the same time, too, like, like, my girl has something about, because, um, you know, her, um, I guess her brother's father um, has cancer, and basically... You know, they basically just sent him home with some medicine for the pain until he dies. And he's a very healthy lifestyle type person and everything. And, um, she was like, you know, fuck it. You can do all that and you can still go and die. So I was thinking about that. Like, you know, you're right. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm vegan for other reasons than just health, but, um, then I had to think about it in our family and like our grandmother smoked damn near until the day she died I mean she like kind of quit and slowed down and stuff like that but she ain't died no cancer and when you think about cancer in our family the only people that have gotten it have been like super heavy smokers but other than that like it's funny because, like, a lot of people, they like everybody knows somebody that died of cancer, but I feel like, at least for me, I know less people that have died from cancer than the average person.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, well, I, our family is weird, but you know, when it comes to like our grandmother, at least, I guess maybe the thing about her when it came to her smoking, at least, was the fact that she, um, that. She puffed. She didn't inhale cigarettes.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Oh yeah, and I mean, well, I don't know if this is true or not, but I would just kind of imagine that maybe that has something to do. I mean, because you can still get mouth cancer, of course, which is something very serious. Um, but she had other things going on. You know, she had a weak heart. You know, she was born with a weak heart. So, I feel like our gene like the genes in our family, is all fucked up. If you really think about it,
0: we I mean, they're strong and as shit, though. Like, dude, sh- we sh- have people with cancer.
2: We have. We have a we have an aunt uh, that died from a genetic disease that just that literally ate her ate her inside out. <laughs> but at Die the same
0: babies. time, she. But no, but at the same time, she notoriously never ate a green vegetable,
3: <laughs>
0: and she would cook them for other people, but not for herself. And the fact that she lived so long is pretty amazing, considering that. But she was an athlete when she grew up. So just imagine it if she had drank. I mean, you know, just imagine if she just started juicing.
2: I mean, well, hey, she she uh, I was um so apparently she drank like she drank uh, a six-pack every every night.
0: Like our family we we live of like pretty much everybody in our family lives a pretty unhealthy type of lifestyle and we live to be pretty old. Considering the type of stuff that goes on,
2: I mean, yeah, you know, if, if you like, if, if you ever like, uh, like like just like Google, like uh, you know, like old super old people like outside, like the people who are in like um, uh, Okinawa, which is like the like the place where all the oldest people are, but like look at people like in Mexico or something like that. They're all like they, like, they tend to be like really dark. Well, I mean, well, let me well let me not like put race here, but. Like people who tend to be like super old, like, even people like in Europe, like when people act like with someone who, who interviews them, ask them, like, you know, what's like they keep living so long, they, they will tend to say something like, Oh, well, I have like, a, like I had such and such every day, or I've been, I was smoking for like, you know, what like such and such years.
0: I mean, I've listened to podcasts where people speculate on that, and a lot of people say, like, it generally happens to do with your happiness and well and and your will to live so like if smoking every day makes you happy your happiness is going to supersede the damaging effects of the cigarettes if that's like really making you happy
2: i mean it makes sense and you know there's been like studies done about like nicotine and how like it may like it uh it was something like on nicotine in the workplace or something like that, and like the people who like who who took like a smoke break, for like only one cigarette throughout the entire day, they were just more productive than the people who didn't do anything. I mean, and they, and they did better work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean nicotine is like um, a performance enhancer. It's just all the other things in the cigarette that kind of messes you up, but you know, like. If you could just extract the nicotine and just use that, you know, it's probably have a similar effect to something like caffeine. I mean, yeah. It's all the <laughs> <laughs> EANS. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that has something to do with it. You know, you know, you, you know the way they um, classify substances.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was this uh, there was this uh, woman who was like 100 and something years old or whatever like that in Europe. Like this white woman and she said that because like they um like it was something it was something weird about like how the interviewer just knew like the interviewer knew that she, that, that she didn't smoke whatever like that because she like the interviewer was just like so hung up on like you know oh well, it's probably because she didn't smoke a drink ever and this is why and she said that she start she stopped smoking like like maybe two three years ago and it's because her her great grandchildren were getting on her, were getting on her about like smoking and mind you she was almost 100 by the time she stopped smoking
0: yeah, I mean, That's some crazy shit. I think a lot of it is, just, is genetics, but some of it is just, yo. I think the power of the mind is crazy. So, like, I'm listening to, um, you know, in invisibility, they just dropped a new podcast. So I'm just halfway through this first one that they just dropped, and
2: damn, I have, I still haven't listened to it. I've been meaning to it for so long.
0: It's pretty interesting. Like the, um, they're talking about like people on oil rigs. Mm -hmm. And, like, how it was very dangerous and people would just die. And you had about 15 minutes to mourn if you were lucky and then you got to get back to work. And Mm -hmm. so, like, they started deep water drilling. And so the guy who was in charge of it, you know, he was, like, this very unemotional guy and, like he was very unemotional toward his son and they had a real bad relationship and his son still going to you know, he's about to go to college and it was just real bad. So randomly out of the blue he gets a phone call from some French lady talking about, you know, I'm from this company and we do leadership training and you know we wanna fly down and talk to you. And the lady helped his relationship with his son basically. And um, the thing about the lady is she had some type of uh, cancer in her eyeball. It was only a couple millimeters wide. They told her she had 3 months to live. And she started doing some type of new age visualization and she lived and the doctors looked at it and something about the like the nerves, like some type of nerves formed a boundary around the cancer and You know, stopped it. And so she just kept going with it, like visualization, visualization to the point where, and this is all like crazy, but they said that she could um, visualize clouds parting and part the clouds. But I don't know about that, but I do know that, you know, your mental, it's like the power of your mind over your body um is it it's just crazy because like i know when i get real anxious or depressed or sometimes when i have to go to work like it's had, it hasn't happened recently but you know my stomach gets, gets in knots and i just start throwing up or i just have like weird bowel movements or it's just just crazy stuff just happens when I have to go to work. I'll just be coughing all day through work. And then once I get off, I just feel great. It's because of my mind state, you know?
2: I mean, yeah, it's like, kind of like me with, like, uh, my chest pains, which I've... Um, I haven't um had in, you know, quite a while. But, like, when I get, like, really, like, really super stressed out, um, that's when it comes back. But... Um I don't know, man. Like, depression is so fucking weird.
0: I mean, I think the thing with... I think the thing with working out for a longer life isn't necessarily the fact that you're doing something good for your body. I man. that's a big factor in it. But also the dopamine release and how it affects your mood and how your mood affects your general well-being.
2: I mean, yeah, but then, like, even, like... Like so, for example, I had a, like my friend, like, like you know, he he he, he gra- he's graduated now, but um, like toward the end of like him finishing his thesis, he um he got food poisoning really bad, uh. and um he was like damn for like two or three days. He like he couldn't really do any work, and I jokingly said that um, you know like, he said he felt like he was going to die, and I said you know. The main reason why you probably didn't die, if you were going to die, is probably because you had to work, and you just knew you just knew that you had to finish your thesis. Mm. <laughs> and like you know, like it was a joke, but you know, then we we kind of realized that you know, in certain ways, that probably could have been true, like if the shit was bad enough, because he didn't go and see anyone about it, he didn't say anything, so. Mm. Although you know, full poison and passes, but I guess it's just like it's just the the larger point that. If you just have a goal or something you just have to do, you're just going you're going to survive or you're just going to get through whatever you got to go through. You just want to do whatever you got to finish.
0: And, you know, I think I think what you just said ties a lot into um, the importance of having a purpose. And, you know, I think that um, that's what something what, you know, something like like a, if you get real deep into religion, that provides that to people. Like.
2: Oh yeah, so yeah, let, me, let me tell you the story real quick, man, about, about Jesus. So,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I was at the uh, the library the other day, scanning scanning his old ass thesis from like nineteen thirty or nineteen no I think nineteen fifties, and um this this girl came up and she said, uh, "Are you uh, are you almost finished?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have like five more pages," and she's like, "All right, cool." So I get done and I'm taking like all the labels that I had, like all the like sticky notes that I had in there before. I turn it back into the library, and we're just talking about various things. And you know, she's like a sociology major, and so she's like, uh, um, "Yeah, you know, like you know, like uh, you know, like uh, what she doing? Like you know, scanning these books. You know, it's really smart." And I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Yeah, you know, like um, you know, this is kind of like why I'm doing it." I said, oh, that's what's up. I said, well, you know, if you're just, like, scanning one chapter, maybe you you should just scan the whole book if you have, like, the time, and you'll just you'll have it forever. And she's like, yeah, I should. But, you know, like, you know, Jesus told me, you know, like, to come here and just, like, scan this chapter. And I'm like, oh, really? And I I started chuckling. I thought she was, like like, joking. And then she, like, looked at me with a straight face, and she was like, no, no. Like, you know, he really told me. And I'm like, oh. And... I'm like, oh, well, well, you know, well, don't you think that, you know, somehow some way that it was you that thought this? And she was like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, he tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right. Well, you have a good day. Happy study. And I walked the fuck off. But mm-hmm. other than that, in my head, when I walked, when I walked away, I was like, only if I had some type of weird faith like that, if I can only imagine how my life would be. If I had some faith like that. Cause she just seemed like kind of like a happy person.
0: You know, um, listen to the Fighter in the Kid podcast. They say like a lot of the best fighters have some crazy ass faith like that. Like um, even that dude, uh, Romero, what's his name? The dude who said no gay Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, he be knocking niggas the fuck out. And or
2: even I, like in the earlier UFC days, that guy with the big ass uh, cross on the back of his uh on his back—I can't think of his name.
0: You talking about the um the Mexican dude? I thought he was—I thought he was like Samoan. Oh, I talking about Brown Pride dude, the um the gang dude who our cousin broke down what gang he's from and everything based off his tattoos.
2: I'm, I'm talking
0: about. Like, I'm talking about from the '90s. Oh, oh I'm not. Sure about. All right, let me look that up. But yeah, go ahead. But yeah, like a lot of these dudes, they just have this this crazy faith in the higher power, and that shit works. Like, and I was listening to something recently. It was talking about like the the like the positive effects that faith can have on your brain. So, like, I'm trying to figure out, and I need to finish listening to the audiobook. Matter of fact, go to um, audibletrial.com slash po- uh, channel 10. Excuse me. But um, the uh, Faith Out God or whatever book that Sam Harris did, um, which I've listened to probably about half of it, and it's extremely interesting. But how to cultivate that in the absence of religion because apparently we're hardwired for this shit in some type of way. And to be honest, I feel like the five percenters did it the best. mm mm-hmm. like, so Like, <laughs> go, I'm God, fuck you. And like that's how I be like trying like like carrying it sometimes. And it's like it works to me for an extent. I just need to take it to a whole nother level but like really I control all this shit like and I just be having these crazy moments like when I was talking to you and I was about to quit my job and then I got a fucking email saying I got a raise I ain't even asked for a raise but then like a week before that somebody told me to ask for a raise
3: Mm.
0: and like I got a pretty substantial raise.
2: Oh, by the way, the uh, the U- the UFC fighter's name is Chemo. That's right.
0: Mm, never heard of him.
2: Now you gotta go back. You gotta go back and look at uh which uh, UFC uh, I think four.
0: I gotta get my um matter of fact, I'm about to get fight pass. I'm three. I'm about to um get my fight pass back so I can go back and look at him because um. My girlfriend's sister, uh, she she has a fight pass, and you know, I had the app on the Xbox, so we were watching some um, some fights. Let's um, get
2: her fight pass. You said what? Get her fight. Pass. Get her fight pass.
0: Oh, she just got rid of hers too. She's um, she's actually getting rid of a whole lot of her subscription services and trying to tighten up on her finances and things. Cause definitely, I thought about it, mm. but. I don't know. I feel like this is what I feel like we need to do. We need a community of niggas with subscriptions. So one nigga has a Netflix, another nigga got the Hulu, another nigga got the UFC, and we just we just all share our passwords on a Google Doc.
3: That'd
2: be very smart, man. Because I'm I am still on the fence about getting rid of Netflix, man.
0: I mean, Orange's New Black came out yesterday. Yeah, it came out 3 o'clock. Yeah, she got an email about it earlier. And, um, yeah, and I was um, training this girl and the other girl next to her. She was watching that shit on her iPhone at work. I'm like, damn. And then, you know, me and my girl, we supposed to watch it. And we actually just, you know, she actually just caught me up on the last part of the last season because she watched it without me. So, I just finally watched the last four, uh, you know, three or four episodes. So, it's like, I'm ready to get into that once I have some time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean,
2: see, this is the funny thing about me and Netflix. Like, uh, I don't I feel like I'm not that, I, I am not like, uh, I'm not exactly like uh, tied down to like a particular show outside of like House of Cards, but. Uh, like for real, like I was thinking about like why, uh, rewatching Mad Men for like the fourth time, <laughs> 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 because I feel like whenever I do or even like any show that I'm really into, like because I finished watching, re- I rewatched the uh, Sopranos for the second time. I just find like different things that that's like that's more interesting.
0: You know what I I've been meaning to watch The Sopranos. I never have. The thing with me is it's hard for me to watch something again. The only time I watch something again is when I'm trying to get somebody else into it. Like that Kumari documentary, I showed my girl that the other day. And it's like, you know, I got something out of that. So maybe I'll watch Mad Men again. Because I think I did rewatch one of the seasons one time. And um, I can kind of relate to it. It's just no
2: not reason why like I want to watch it again.
0: Yeah, because like. I think Mad Men and Curb Your Enthusiasm, like, those are two shows i definitely relate to. Like, being in an office setting and being, like, a boss type, like, and having all these women around and, like, how I have to deal with them. And then the awkward moments (laughs) that just come out of nowhere. Hold on real quick. Let me just turn this air on real quick.
3: All right. Yeah.
0: So. But, um. Yeah, like. But then there's new shows I want to get into. Like. I want to watch Game of Thrones. Just to see what people, the fuck people talking about.
2: I mean, I've tried. I, I can't get into
0: it. It's too fanciful.
2: I mean, it's dead, and then it's just. I mean, you really gotta like you know everything that's going on, and I would just based on. I mean, well, maybe for you it'll be it'll be cool since you like uh, what's that uh, that that movie, the, those movie series.
0: Oh, Hunger Games.
2: Yeah, that you know things that are based around like a complex book that you really gotta be into and stuff like that. Yeah. Other than that, like I mean, because I, I like I tried to I tried to like read like the first book. Um, of uh, Game of Thrones, I couldn't get into it, and then I um I started looking at the at the wiki pages, like to see the different like you know groups and things they were talking about, and I just couldn't get into it. And then when I was at the bar the other like this past week, this, the girl was telling me about it, and like how um apparently there's like this one chick who like who was a slave, and somehow what she got out of slavery, and so she just like goes all throughout like whatever countryside they're on, just like freeing slaves. Mm. <laughs> And I'm like, that's kind of interesting. But, you know, I don't feel like getting into, like, all those other weird, you know, uh, storylines you got to get into to really understand everything.
0: That's, like, my relationship with comic books. Like, I tried to get into it one time because my mother's co-worker's friend. I mean, not my bad. My mother's co-worker's son, like, gave me a whole bunch of comic books. And then we moved. And all of them, I got lost. And I just couldn't have a... Get back into it, cause it's like yo, where the fuck do you begin with this shit? And like, I actually got like a guide on how to get into Star Wars, so I've been meaning to get into that more. But I'm really a Star Trek dude, cause I don't know, that's a whole nother story. But
2: <laughs> man, trying to stable hip hop is enough. That's like that's that's a whole nother narrative a comic book.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: I mean, trying to trying to remember like freshman covers or like you know like you know when we were talking about like Bado the other night, mm-hmm. and how he wasn't on the freshman cover but he was but he he was off with the freshman cover but he did the Source magazine like who knows that type of stuff. Hold
0: up, hold up, hold up, hold up. up. While they just dropped a new mixtape, "Summer on Sunset," the cover art looks like Grand Theft Auto. Um, what was the one after three? Uh San Andreas. Yeah. No, it was Vice Vice uh, City. Oh, I, yeah, I was about to say Vice City, but I was like, that wasn't a Grant Auto. Yeah, Wale, man, he be having them joints sometimes. Well, I, like a lot of times, I'm, I'm going to say that. Yeah, yeah, Wale has dropped a lot of projects. Let me see if he got anybody who I know on here. NAS and Rio, I feel like I met them before. But other
2: than that, nope. Well, I, uh, so, I really, I really haven't played with it that, that much yet, but, um, well, Windows
3: 10. Mm-hmm.
2: Just based on my experience with, like, Macs and, you know, the different, you know, OS's that. I played with, which I don't, honestly, I don't even know which ones I played with, but just overall, just based on, like, you know, the simplicity that people talk about when it comes to Macs and just, you know, just, like, usability, if that's even a word, I really think that Windows 10 is actually, like, the, like, the OS that could actually go
0: against Mac. That's what I was telling you. <laughs> like, I, I like Windows 10.
2: Yeah, and, um, and, uh, I, uh, like, earlier today, um, I got rid of, like, those ugly-ass tiles on the start menu. You got one of what? I got rid of the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, tiles on the, on the uh, the start menu, the, the app tiles.
0: Oh, I don't even think I even did that. Nope, I didn't.
2: Well, see, that's the thing, like, there's no way to, like, uh, like, to... Like this is this is the thing about Windows. Like you, you just can't you can't get rid of all of them at one time. You just you gotta like manually do it one by one. Mm. And then once you do that, then you can find then you can slide like the start the start screen over, and then it just kind of turns into like the classic start screen for the most part.
0: Okay, okay, I see how you get rid of them now. I'm doing it right now. I'm pinned from start. See, the thing yeah. with me is like. Like I have so many different connected things. Like I have an Xbox account. And I don't even have an Xbox. I got Xbox Live, so I'll be having like people's Xbox thing popping up on my joint. <laughs>
2: That's right. the thing. Like I was trying to. Like I was. I, I was interested in like in, in trying to like play with Cortana, but I don't want to. I don't want to set up out, like a Windows or Microsoft account or whatever that is. So I'm like. I'm like fuck it. Oh, yes. technically I have one.
0: Through my through, uh, through, you know where I'm at here, but yeah, See my zacharyleacock.com. That's through Microsoft. So sometimes I play with different Microsoft things through that, and I've been meaning to get into Katana as well. Um, actually, I've been thinking about getting the Amazon Alexa joint. What's it called? Amazon Echo. Yeah. But um, it seems
2: fairly cheap.
0: Yeah, and it seems like it's you know you know voice control your joint, which is you know the Star Trek dream. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, but it's just something about—I don't know, man. It's just something about talking to a thing.
0: One thing that I don't like is when things talk to me. Like, I don't like navigation. I don't like a computer telling me where the fuck to drive.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of ironic because I, I do use navigation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally just contradicted myself.
0: Like, I hate like like I'm the type of person like don't Don't pull up man, uh, navigation. Pull it up on the map so I can see the cross streets so I can get to it. So like some people they don't look at maps, and so like a like like an address might pop up and it's like yeah how you get there. And I just be like look at the map. Is it between this and this? Like like you know what's it between? Look at the map and figure it out based off of the map. But you know. I realized that, you know, for someone my age, I started driving relatively early. So especially, like, when it comes to Baltimore City, especially when I came back, you know, my knowledge of the city and how to get through it and navigate it is a lot better than most people's. Because, like, I've had people be like, you know, how do you know this street or that street? Because you're from the west side.
3: Mm.
0: It's like, man, I just be around. Like... I've been in places where I never thought I would be. And every time I look at a map and be like, I'll I'll never go there, I end up there. Or I drive past the exit on the highway and I wonder what's up there. A couple years later, I end up off that exit for a substantial portion of my life for some reason.
2: (laughs) I mean... I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm like, well, I remember when, you know, I was, I was totally against touchscreens and apparently I was wrong, but.
0: Oh yeah, me too.
2: But, but based on uh, what ha- happened this past week, if I didn't have a touchscreen, I would have been able to fix my damn phone. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean. mean
2: that was, that was, you know what's so funny about that, that whole situation, that was literally just for one number because when I looked at like. When I finally feel like when I, I finally killed the battery off and I looked at all like the other numbers which were, which wasn't saved to like my Google account, mm-hmm. there were numbers that I, I could I could give less of a fuck about. <laughs> I was so like that should pissed me off, but
3: yeah.
0: But see, that's why. Whenever I get a phone, I don't I don't even use I don't even know the number to my phone. Like I, I've, I've had I've, I've had the same number since I was in the hospital. So. Yeah. See. That's because you're a responsible adult. <laughs> and see, me, I switch phones and this and that. Like, I don't know the number to my phone. I know my Google Voice number. So in case for some reason I don't have a phone. And I've, I've actually gone for at least over a year before without having a phone with service. You know, I guess during my savage days. But using Google Voice and maybe some Wi-Fi here and there.
3: But, yeah,
0: I I remember those days. <laughs> and actually, it kind of worked. Like I didn't have to deal with certain stresses that people deal with. Like, wasn't too bad. Like even now, mostly I use Wi-Fi and Google Voice. Like, I have my phone service, which comes in handy at certain times, but not
1: really.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been thinking about trying to get since I'm since technically I'm kind of always around Wi-Fi for the, like the most part. But um, I don't know, man. Well, I, maybe it's probably not in my best interest, interest to do that since I'm around tornadoes and shit. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, and see, yeah. and like tomorrow, you know, I'm taking a journey out to. You know, I'm 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 conquering new lands, which I'm excited about because I haven't done that in a long time. Like, I used to play this game on the computer back in the nineties, um, Capture the Flag, um, on my father's computer, and you know, it was kind of like you, like like you remember how Fatal Labyrinth was, where um, on a uh, Sega Genesis, where like the whole screen, like like it's like the whole level will be dark until you like discover new things and, it, and it, it lights up
2: yeah I was thinking about that game the other day actually
0: yeah like um it's kind of like that so that's kind of like how I look at life so like when I discover a new area and start to explore it and start to learn it it's like now I've conquered a new land and like this is my new territory like 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 this is part of my territory and part of my domain
2: Okay, white man.
0: <laughs> 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 so like now when I go to certain places, I be so tired of going to the same place over and over again. So I've been to D C you know fairly a lot recently. And you know, I used to live in D C and I used to run through D C all crazy. So it's like and a lot of people are surprised when I say this, but I really haven't been anywhere. Like, I'm not well-traveled at all. My whole life consists of four cities, which is Baltimore, D.C., New York, and Philly. And I really haven't been through Philly like that, like that. Um, but i spend spent a lot of time in Philly, I'll say that, for various reasons.
3: Yeah.
0: And... um. New York, you know, New York is New York, so you can't really like conquer the whole New York like that. But like, I'm going out to the sticks and like, you know, various, like, like I've been in parts of Maryland, like, just out, like I've like I like I've been through all through Maryland and shit like that. Like, even if I haven't stopped in a place like Hagerstown, like I've been through it. So like now I'm going to St. Mary's County for Juneteenth celebration. And it's like, now I get to see what this looks like. And, you know, we have roots in St. Mary's County. And, you know, I, I, I have a friend who's from St. Mary's County. And she grew up with dirt roads.
2: You was about to say, because I remember you took me out there to, to see her play or whatever. No, no, no.
0: That was a whole other thing. Uh- That wasn't St. Mary's County. That was, um... Where were we? We were out in Frederick County. Like, we were in Frederick County on the border of Pennsylvania on the way to Gettysburg. Oh, okay. We were in, like, I guess you would say Western Maryland. St. Mary's County is Southern Maryland. So, like, you have PG County, right? PG is pretty big. So, like, you have, like, the areas of PG that we know, like Bowie and them areas around D.C. and shit like that. Then you have like Oxon Hill, which is kind of southern. And then you keep going south. And then once you keep going south, you're in Charles County. And then you're in places like La Plata and um, this other known place that I can't think of. And then once you get out of Charles County, then you're in St. Mary's County, which I believe is the poorest county in Maryland.
2: I think Princess Anne is. My best is city. I think Somerset is.
0: Mm. But um, St. Mary's might be pretty poor because, I mean, the girl, she told me that, you know, a lot of roads that she grew up with, you know, they're just starting to pave. Um, should I go with this? Poor.
2: Shit, man. Maryland. Shit, man. People be... Man, Maryland, Maryland is the <laughs> South. For real.
0: I mean, you know my theory. The South starts in PG County. <laughs> That's where the South starts. All the Southerness from Baltimore, as our grandmother would say, comes from the uh, immigrants, the, the uh, Southern immigrants.
2: I mean Baltimore is red, man, because you you have like uh it's like a place where you know Southerners and Northerners meet.
0: I mean, we're a border state.
2: I mean, yeah, and, and I think out of that you get like a like an interesting uh an interesting um accents and stuff like that.
0: All right, so hold on. God damn. It. I'm on some st- I'm on usa com, So they have the poorest county in each state. So, let me search for Maryland. Oh, you're right, Somerset County. Median household income, 2009 to 2013, is $38,447. So, state median household income is $73,538. Poverty rate, $23. Point four percent unemployment, nine point nine percent. Shit, damn, yo, this shit look like.
2: A- I mean, I think Princess Anne is still like the poorest. I think it's probably still the poor, the poorest city in the in the state, if not one of the poorest
0: in the country. Oh, the crime rate is there. Princess Anne, Maryland, crime. I wonder how much it costs to buy some land out there because I've been looking at buying land. Oh, wow. For Princess Anne, we found that violent crime is one of the highest in the nation across all communities of all sizes. Violent mm-hmm. offenses tracked I mean, Included rape, murder And non-negligent manslaughter Armed robbery, aggravated assault Including assault with a deadly weapon
2: I wonder how much of that I wonder how much of that goes on, on campus Because there's always some, some shit happening You know, people getting ambushed Lured in by women And crazy shit going on, man I mean
3: mm-hmm.
0: Just looking at hip-hop Eastern Shore, Maryland has a deep history, in the drug trade. <laughs> if you listen to Jay Z and Pusha T and Malice, these dudes they talk about roots like they name in places. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Especially on uh, what was it Volume Two of the Re-Up Gang? Yeah. Like, and then listening to D Watkins' book. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, hell yeah. Like, but, you know, going out there, looking at it, that's the perfect place to set up shop. I mean, yeah, no one's out there for real, so. Like, it's like the wild, wild
3: east.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, there was some big, like, drug bust on campus and stuff like that, too. So, when I was there, some people I knew, so, yeah. Hmm. Amazing. or you know you may at one point I was living off a of campus you know you may walk can you hear me yeah I hear you All right, cause Skype says there's no microphone detected Anyway, you know you could probably maybe walk in some way like over to like the next area and then you may get stabbed damn
0: from a local damn I mean that's crazy Princess Anne, fucking Anne Arundel. all that shit that you did. Now look at what your name is associated with.
2: I don't say, and that's so like ironic too. Like, like the name of the city is Princess Anne, and it gets the majority of its of its revenue comes from an HBCU.
0: Man, I think I don't know. Like the whole situation with um, Harvard. And these various schools renaming certain things because of certain past injustices has been, you know, an issue that's come up. I don't know if you pay attention to it, but. Like, if you're going to take it that far, you might as well rename a lot of these cities, man, (laughs) because I'm sure. Lord Baltimore, Charles Calvert wasn't too fond of. Negroes, even though he was Irish, and I believe for a time Irish people were called Negroes as well. Am I right? I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, it might only have been like a couple days for real, but I believe the Irish were referred to as Negroes at some
3: point.
2: I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, cause after, yeah because after, um, because I think uh, one of my professors um, one of our like good friends I think he's kind of like he did like a book on the history of like slavery or, like either you know one of these one of these Ivy League schools out of, like Yale or Harvard or something like that and it, I think that kind of led to people wanting things like changed or whatever like that um, you know when it came to the various names and buildings or whatever and yeah I mean if you, if, you, if you really go that far you gotta change damn near everything that hasn't been named in this country Girl. Yeah, my my was a new and start naming new things after you know
0: people who aren't that way. I don't know, man. I mean, shit, man. It's just it's crazy because it's like we're in a situation that it's like how do you win? Yeah, like how do you win when the place that you're named after is named after people who didn't like you. Like Baltimore, Maryland, Maryland, Mary, the Queen of England, or whatever the fuck was. Who's uh, Maryland named after? Was it? Uh, I think Queen Mary. Yeah, Queen Mary. Charles Calvert. You got Charles County, Calvert County, his wife, Anne Arundel. Princess Anne, Queen Anne, County, Charles County, King Charles. Another thing about the naming of things, the first... Like, like if something is named after somebody's first name, I believe they were a king or a queen or something. And if it's named after the last name, they were an explorer. Mm -hmm. So... Um, when you look at Columbus, Columbia, Columbus, Ohio, different places like that, Christopher Columbus was an explorer, so it was named after his last name. Mm.
2: Should America, an entire continent.
0: (laughs) Now, that's, from my understanding, there's a debate over whether or not it was actually named after America, Vespucci, or if it was something else, which I forget what it was, but it's just all a mess. I don't know, man. Saw so Babylon. <laughs> that it is. Man, like, I just be listening to reggae music, and like, that should be so depressing sometimes, but it's so true, and it just makes you feel so good. And like since I let my mother listen to reggae music, and she was like, that just made me so depressed. So, um, you know, Assassin dropped his album. When you do that, not too long ago. But you can't look for Assassin. You gotta look for Agent Sasko Of
3: course.
0: So you look for that, and he has his um, album. It's called I think it's called The Theory of Regativity. And he has a record with Chronics on there, talking about how they don't want to be slaves no more. And it's one of the most upbeat productions with some of the most depressing type of lyrics, but still kind of uplifting. Like I let my mother hear the song, and she was like, "I can't listen. To that. That's just depressing." Because like that's not the type of thing you want to listen to when you're getting off work and coming home, and you hear this man, like, very unharmoniously singing. About not wanting to be a slave no more to his job and everything else.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And something about not singing on key, just, you can feel the pain more. Because, like, this man can't even sing, but he just feels the need to sing this shit out. Mm-hmm. But um, that's an album I've been listening to kind of a lot recently the Assassin album. And you know he's gotten a lot of praise based off of his features on Kanye West and on Kendrick's records, but um, he did a actually he did an interview with um, Shawnee Culture on Hot ninety seven. He kind of went into his album and everything. It's pretty interesting, and that made me go and check it. So um, mm-hmm. it's definitely dope. I'm pissed off because I meant to go to the Puerto Rican Day Parade and I meant to go to the West Indian joint in New York this year, and I missed them. It's like the rest of my summer, like I'm going to everything on the East Coast. I'm going to the Native American powwow. I'm going to every cultural thing. <laughs> I was supposed to go to powwow last year because I mean, we went we were younger.
3: Oh, that's right, yeah.
0: So, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, my whole thing, whatever I do, I try to expose people to different things. So, like, even when I perform, like, whenever I perform out of town um I bring somebody with me who probably never would have seen anything like this I have brought people who aren't even supposed to leave the state but I brought them out of state you know
3: <laughs> yeah
0: I recall yeah you recall you were there <laughs>
3: yeah
0: and um I didn't even realize I was doing that at the time, but then looking back, I was like, "Yo, we could really could have gotten in trouble for that. We could have been harboring a fugitive and all that other type of bullshit." But that's neither here nor there. I'm innocent. Well, we drove slow. Yeah, and we still got pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I forgot about that. Yeah, by the fucking black cop.
2: What was it, Bill? That's probably why we know black cop.
0: Remember, we ran from the cop. Remember, I was driving up in them back streets and stuff, and I thought I, he wasn't going to get me? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: and, like, I find myself doing that a lot, and a lot of times the cops get me. Like, I be trying to, like, escape from the police, driving mad slow through some back street that I don't really know. But they know it <laughs> better than me, so they cut me off, and they get me.
3: Mm.
0: The first time I got pulled over was that... I was in a car with five niggas. And we all had hoodies on. And we were in a Jewish neighborhood. That nigga got me. And I swear he was about to shoot us. And then he called for um, double backup. We had like three cars on us. It was crazy. But luckily we made it out of that situation. Because there were no... Camera phones at that time, and the time when I did see the police brutality, the fucking PG cops, they they beat people down. I was, like I witnessed it in front of my face. They beat people down and tased them. They tased five people and then charged them with assault. I I, I didn't see anybody assaulting an officer. I saw officers slamming people to the ground and tasing them and making mm-hmm. threats. The officer threatened me. He's a black cop said, Don't make me make an example out of you, boy.
2: Yeah, them black cops, man, they be something else sometimes.
0: Like, and you know, like, I've always had a fear, like, I don't know, man, like, it's something about police that just always has affected me. And I, I was talking to my mother the other day, like, when I was in preschool. Not even preschool, I was in daycare. Um, the daycare got broken into, and so the cops came to investigate, and I was so afraid of the cops. And so the cop, the uh, lady cop, and she never heard this story, but the cop, you know, I was just freaking out because I was just afraid of the police. And she brought me down to the cop car and let me hit the buttons and turn on the lights and the sirens and everything. And that kind of made me feel a bit better. And I was, I'm, like, I couldn't have been any older than five.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: and then you know my pops he had diabetes and so this is during Giuliani times in New York he said if something happens don't call the cops because they're going to think that he's on drugs they're going to beat us up and lock us up
3: oh yeah
0: so I like then going to college and seeing a bunch of college students getting beat the fuck up and charged with assault and getting threatened by the police And then all the times the police have pulled me over for no reason. And they're supposed to give you a reason and a receipt. Or like, give me a ticket. Give me something. Right. And they don't. Mind you, I've gotten lots of tickets. But I've gotten a lot of times when they just pulled me over for no reason. And didn't give me anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can't. It's hard for me to sympathize with police and then you look at the police bill of rights. It's like you get five days if you make a mistake and kill somebody or something like that to get your story together. If I'm at work and I make a mistake, I don't have five days to get my story together. I got to get it together right then and there. So we're looking at employment. You need to have the same type of thing As any other employee Especially if you're working for the state You're supposed to be a public servant
2: Yeah, that's true, man
0: Shit, man Like, uh,
2: around here Like, cops, they'll slow down Look at me, whatever like that But I have a large book bag on my back And, you know, I have a I have a, I have a faculty ID in my pocket
0: so it's... Uh. I thought a security guard was going to shoot me today. A black one. One of those dudes who drives around in the armored trucks for the money and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, yo, I was going. I, was, I just want to go to 7-Eleven. And apparently it was one person working at 7-Eleven. And she had to go to the bathroom. So she locked it. Yo, this fucking cop. Not a cop. This fucking security guard. This cop looking at me and he had a gun on his hip I'm like yo this shit is about to go down today he's going to try to shoot me because he just kept looking at me and then he I mean he didn't do anything of course I'm still here but it's like yo why are you looking at me so deeply and so intently is it because I have a beard is because it's Ramadan is it because of this whole terrorist shit I don't know and so now people be looking at me and I'm like, yo, I hope they don't think I'm a terrorist. I hope they don't have a gun they about to just shoot me. And these are the type of things I have to worry about as I walk through my day-to-day life. Like, is this person going to shoot me with a gun on his hip? I can see the gun right there. And, like, what am I going to do?
3: Yeah.
0: Like, I really thought he's going to shoot. Like, that was... That was like an experience like he's looking at me up and down like and I was like yo you have a gun on your hip I'm just here in a little t-shirt I'm overweight right now I put on like 10 pounds from eating too many fries and drinking too much I, I you big as shit I can't do anything to you you have a gun on your hip you got an armored truck outside And you look retarded. (laughs) So you probably, like, you're not smarter than me. Because if you're smarter than me, you wouldn't have to walk around a fucking gun. So I don't know. The issues the black man
3: faces
2: every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you thought somebody was about to shoot you? uh, I
2: mean, when I was robbed at gunpoint, that yeah.
0: That's true. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how was that feeling? Uh, I
2: mean, it was, I mean, it was one of those things where like the cool, calm, and collected person had the gun and he just really wanted us to do the job and like leave it was the other people like the other guy I had to worry about uh. and we just didn't really get along so you know I <laughs> wasn't if I wasn't wasn't the smartest thing for me to like to do when I had a gun in my head to literally get into a scuffle with the other guy when there was a gun to my head but he was just really annoying uh. um other than that I mean I because the thing the thing is about at least in that situation like I can into like like at least the guy with the gun—he was sober. Like he—he he wasn't like you can tell. Yeah, he, had, he had, like you can tell he was like a smart guy. He had a head on his shoulders. And he was like doing this. He was doing it for whatever reason he was doing it for. Mm. The other guy, maybe there was something wrong with him. But so I kind of felt at that time that I didn't exactly have anything to worry about as long as I just gave him like my, my shit and then you know and then at the end of the day you know they he gave me um, some money back so I can take the bus to go to work. Because the other sick. guy he didn't he didn't he didn't want that to happen.
0: And said, salam alaikum.
2: Yeah. So, there you go. I mean, I was really upset about my iPod, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. The story of getting robbed in Baltimore by somebody from Baltimore. Like, (laughs) this is mad nonchalant.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it was. It's mad nonchalant and whatever like that. So, I mean, I don't... I don't know. now I just went to work. Did like nine hours of work. <laughs> and came back home with no iPod. Damn. Well, I mean, at least I, hopefully, you know, I put the guy on. I, I put them on some good music.
0: Hopefully, man. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's the thing, like. The things that you would expect. I mean, how much does that experience affect you now? How would you say? I said, how much does that experience affect you now?
2: Uh, I mean, it doesn't. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't really affect me now. I mean, it's kind of. It's. I guess it's always in the back of my head, but maybe I've been desensitized, and that you know, I've been told that you're not Baltimorean unless you get, you know, you get robbed at least once. Hmm. In that fashion um so i mean i don't know i don't i don't mean it's not like you know when i go when i come back home it's, it's not in the back of my head per se but then maybe it is you know subconsciously but at the same time i feel like you know i still i still you know lurk throughout the streets of baltimore the same in the same fashion I, that i always have Yeah.
0: Mm. Same. i've I've almost like I've seen people trying to rob me before, and like I was always able to get around it some type of way to where I could get out of their proximity. Um, I remember one time I was walking through the Righteous General Plaza parking lot. Where I was riding up, like walking up Patterson, or some shit, like maybe like one, two in the morning. and like a group of like five niggas, and they were all walking up, and they turn around, and start following me. So, I start pulling out my phone. So, I act like I'm calling somebody. And I start looking back at them, mugging. And they following the shot me. I start, like, talking on my phone. I start, like, making hand gestures and shit. Because, <laughs> like, that's the type of shit you got. Like, sometimes you just have to look crazy. And, like, I knew these people were trying to rob me. Like, it was, it was pretty obvious. And then... I guess maybe they were hesitant because I got on my phone I kept looking back at him, and I started making these hand dresses and I dipped into a 7-Eleven and so I didn't see him anymore and mm-hmm. I just walked home and like in DC and DC is a lot of times when I thought I might have got robbed because they used to rob Howard students but I used to always come out in my black hoodie and shit. And, like, usually the way they would do it is a car would pull up and they would pull out a gun and ask you for your money and it would drive off. <laughs> so, at least two or three times, a car would pull up to me as I'm walking up the street, like, one-something in the morning as I was walking from the train. Because, me, I didn't like waiting for the shuttle because the shuttle would take you from the train around campus or whatever. But I didn't like waiting. I used to like to walk. So, I have my hoodie on, a car would pull up. Start driving real slow next to me. And i just start like... Walking crazy. And like making hand dresses. And like mugging in the car and shit. And they would just drive off. (laughs) But I knew how to do that shit. Like these other Howard niggas. They would be... Like niggas used to walk down the street with gold chains on. With hella girls. It's nothing a nigga wants to do more than rob you in front of some Bitches. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's very true.
0: Like even if you looking bummy, they will rob you just because you were in front of some girls and they wanna emasculate you. And try yeah. to take your girls, like.
2: And see that's the thing, like when um like in my situation, I didn't have anywhere else to like because the thing was like it was like where I was, it was on a bus stop and it was the most lit street. And there's always like you know like a police presence around there anyway. It just so happens that when it happened, there wasn't a police presence, of course. Uh. And the thing was like I saw them, and so if I went back down my street, they like there were no like if I was supposed to start of walking like for a minute, there would be no street lights. And so I would have really been fucked if I did that. Uh. So yeah, it was just it was I didn't exactly have anywhere anywhere else to exactly turn to. Cause there was like there was like no one out like there were no cars coming out. The cops weren't. It was like so fucking like the one time.
0: It was like five in the morning, right?
2: Yeah, but usually five in the morning the cops are right right there by you know right there like two cop cars sitting outside by the gas station.
0: You know it's crazy. Is that the place you were going doesn't even exist anymore? With the gas station? No, the the Starbucks. Oh. The place oh, where yeah. you working.
2: Well, no no, no. I mean, well, I, I was at the uh, at that at that time. I was at the one across from the Hippodrome.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was about to say because like, I go to like I I went to that Seven Eleven yesterday. And that's used to be the Starbucks we used to work. And That's just crazy to me. Like, and I asked people, like, yeah, this used to be a Starbucks right here. Nobody has any memory of.
2: It. I mean, yeah, it's so like whenever. Um, I think I was, I was, I think I was around that way one, like one time when I when I came back, and I was just looking at it, like at it, and I'm just like, wow, like, like so much history here, and like it's just it's just nothing now.
0: It's gone. That's just a crazy thought. So yeah, real quick, um, we haven't even talked about the big news of the uh, Orlando shooting. You have any thoughts on that?
3: Um,
2: I mean honestly, I, I really haven't like read up on it or anything like that. Um, all I can say that it's 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 fucked up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. People talking about different things and different solutions and gun laws and Islam and all these different things. Like, I don't know, like, I think a lot of things people say are band-aids to the problem just stop fucking with them people. Well, it's kind of too late now, but should have never started fucking with them people and then putting them... got to the point where they can get online and start inspiring people to do some crazy shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, so so it was inspired by Islam?
0: Well, they don't even know. Like, the guy... The guy who did it, he... Called 911 while he was doing it and pledged his allegiance to ISIS, and ISIS took responsibility for it. But the CIA, the the FBI, or whoever is saying that they don't have any link to him and the FBI, and they say and like apparently a bunch of regulars from the club says they like he used to come there all the time, and he had a gay dating app. And he was a Muslim, and his father used to put out like these like videos talking about gay people, talking about God will punish them, and you don't have to worry about them. But what it seems like is he was a closeted a homosexual, and I don't know. It's just crazy. But it's just like, you know, people. In these type of situations, they seem to all go to one extreme. So the guns rights activists are like more guns. If everybody had a gun, this wouldn't have happened. More people would have been saved. People who are against guns are like if you banned the guns, this couldn't have happened, or made it harder for people to get guns, this wouldn't have happened. And then the people who are all super liberal about all religions. This has nothing to do with Islam, da-da-da-da, the people who are all against religion, are all like, this is all a direct result of religious ideology. It just seems to be a combination of all these things all together.
2: Yeah, I mean, shit, man, you come out here, man, like, it's all about guns around here, man, for the most part, so, I mean, it's, it's such a cultural thing. Uh, I don't because like like when you get like when you get like into these areas and it's not like it's not I mean it's like you know having a gun for protection up to a point but then it's like just more of a cultural thing like you have guns so you can go out and hunt uh-huh. and stuff like that and so like happy like at least in my experience I hear more about you know when guns come into a conversation it's like oh yeah you know I, I got my gun and you know I went I went deer hunting or something like that or I got a rabbit so I can eat. And it's not about, you know, sitting around in a chair and protecting myself from, you know, a, crazily, a crazy, you know, closet homosexual Muslim who's going to kill
3: me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not with the whole anti-gun thing. I think that the world would probably be better without guns. But at the same time, I think that there's a deeper... That needs to change that taking guns away isn't gonna solve. Like even going into veganism, like, if I would probably like if I would go out and hunt my own meat and kill it, I'd probably do that shit and eat it. But hey. I don't know. Like it's just all these different philosophical things and at the end of the day people are dead because of it. And it's like for what? And like a lot of people make the um a lot of people make the um like I like I listen to my super liberal podcast and like, you know, why are you mad at these gay people? Like and even Charlemagne said it, like, you know, when he chooked Hangs out with gay people, they be partying hard. And, you know, I've hung out with gay people before, and they know how to have a good time. <laughs> you know?
2: I mean, yeah, and i you know, I used to roll around with a whole bunch of gay
0: people <laughs> at one point. So,
2: yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah,
0: like, and, you know, and really, it didn't even. Like like the whole gay aspect wasn't a, of like like it wasn't an effect because. I asked the gay dude. What girls are here straight, that I could mess with, and he pointed them out to me.
2: <laughs> I mean, it was, that's the thing. Like, I, like you know, like I had a conversation with like uh, this uh, girl I'm talking to, and you know, like the whole the whole that whole thing, about I always said that if you ever want to get a, if you ever want to get a whole bunch of women. All you gotta do is hang out with some with some gay men because they, they'll help you out, or just being around them will help you out.
0: Yeah, I mean that's 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 I mean, that's pretty true. And like, like they be having some dope ass music sometimes. Like if you listen to the Reed podcast, some of the songs they're playing the to be I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that shit? That shit is kind of hard. I
2: mean, I mean, yeah, like I mean, even like someone like, uh, have you ever been like like to like to a uh, to a voguing
0: party? No.
2: <laughs> well, you know, like voguing, like you know, the whole like when people do like shit with the hands, like 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 Madonna or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's pretty much what it is like. So, I mean, it's really it's, it's pretty interesting though. I can't I can't even lie. Like, um, so you know they have like they have like different like they have like vogue music and genre should be rocking, and um, so I guess like you think about like the uh, the guy like the uh the what what the what what in your butt guy. Yeah. Because like we both admitted that we don't like the song, but that beat is rocking, and so, so um, like you do that, like so you have like a song like that or whatever like that, maybe, maybe without the lyrics, but maybe like the beat, and like you'll have like a little runway, and like um, you know like one person will go down and, like do that shit like as if they're like a model but they're like dancing, uh-huh. and then like the other person will go down like and do that shit, and then. So, like, the person will go down or whatever like that. I, I'm, I'm sure this probably varies from person to person, but the first person will go down, do that shit, like, down the runway, dancing, and they'll continue dancing. And then the other person will go down the runway and do that dancing while the other person's still dancing. And then they'll just, like, just kind of, like, you know, clash, and they'll just start dancing, like,
0: around each other, something like that. I mean, it's almost like a... Um...
2: Like some tribal shit. <laughs>
0: And this is another thing too, like like it seems like, like like gay people have a culture. Yeah. And like they have they shit that they do. And you know, what's interesting is and you know, listening to like the Reed podcast, you know, straight culture has appropriated Things from gay culture, like a lot of the like slang terminology that is being used now, is from them. And then you know, even that voguing thing that you were explaining, you know, that sounds like different things that I've seen. Like I don't know if you ever seen a pop locking battle. Yeah. Like niggas will hit you with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> like, but dancing with it though, and like they will shoot you like. <laughs>
2: yeah and you know like also um and you know I, I remember like you know when I was in college I, I kept telling you about like because I guess I was trying I was talking it out with you just to try like fully understand it about like um if you're like in a certain kind of uh, I guess a kind of like sphere that I guess like in a particular gay culture you know you have like a, um, like a house and oh, then yeah. How yeah? You have like a leader of the house. I think I think the leader of the house is called like a star. So like that's your star, or like your queen that you go to for different things. It's really it's really interesting and complex at the same time. And like you know, I've had different people explain it to me, and I still don't fully understand it. That's how complex that shit is.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got a whole thing going on, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Like. If that's what you do, do your thing. It's like. And I don't know. Like, I feel like. Humanity is evolving to a more. I don't know what to say about it, but. Like. You know. I'm all for the gay rights and everything. And like. I don't particularly like the whole political correctness of certain things. So, like, one thing I don't want to see is like, 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 like one thing I don't like to see is like men kissing each other and stuff like that. And you, you can say that, and be classified as a as a homophobe. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like. I support, you know, gay people's rights. I support all humans' rights, but at the same time, I don't want, I don't want to see this shit in my in my in my vision. I don't want to see it in my peripheral. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about what about two women kissing?
0: I, I I'm all for that, and maybe I'm an antiquated 90s type of dude, but. you know, two women, yeah, but two dudes, like, nah.
3: But well,
2: remember, I, I told you, like, about my whole story, like, when I came back, Uh, I, I guess this is probably, like, on, my, like on, 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 like, one of my winter breaks when I came back, and I was, I was getting off of work, and I was, I was, uh, I was somewhere in Mount Vernon, I don't know what I was, maybe I was coming from acupuncture, I don't know, but anyway. I told you about those. Um, no, no, I was, wait, I was waiting outside of work, and I think either for, for you or my brother to come and get me. And I saw like those two girls, and like, they were just openly kissing outside. Uh. Two white girls, and you know, I was just, I was just kind of looking at them because like it wasn't like just normal. It was like some like really like intimate kind of kissing going on, like some shit that you know, like you know, you just wouldn't be surprised if like a titty popped out any minute something like that it was it was like you know something like that so i look over and they see me looking over but they thought that i was looking over at i guess maybe i can discuss or something like that and so like i would assume like the more dominant person in the relationship um you know like they walked off and like she looked back at me and she like kind of winked but it was like kind of like a like a smart ass wink and then she just like grabbed she just palmed like her girl's ass
0: Oh, man, I had a crazy situation like that. <laughs> like, I was in a liquor store. <laughs> and in the back is a bar. I was in B-more Lounge. Mm. But, you know, the front of the liquor store. I, 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 I Like, I've only been in the back twice because I'm kind of cool with the bartender, dude, or whatever, whoever sells liquor. So I was like, let me just go back there and see. Because sometimes they playing some dope music, and they have karaoke on some days. But one day I went in there a couple weeks ago. And I on Bel-Air Road, and these loud, belligerent niggas was in there. They was already drunk. And, like, the, like you know, my bartender dude, he was like, yo, don't give them any drinks. Like, like he was telling all the other workers, don't give them anything else. they already drunk. And sometimes, like, I'd be in there and some crazy people would be in there, and he'd just be looking at me like, yo, these people are crazy. And he doesn't drink. <laughs> which is... <laughs> So, like, this is how I know, like, these people are selling poison to our community. He's, like, Indian or something. So, he was, like, oh, no, so the girl, like, apparently a $10 bill materializes on the ground somehow. And I feel like this is some type of scheme to try to get me. So, like, it's, like, a, um, a masculine gay woman and then a feminine supposedly gay woman who had on like some spandex shit and the shit was ripped so you could like see her thighs and stuff and so the masculine gay woman was like yeah she, that, that's my wife we about to get married or some type of shit and, and then like she like came up to me so whispering she wants to dick she wants to dick <laughs> and shit <laughs> like that And then, like, a $10 bill was on the ground. Like, oh, yeah, you dropped your $10 bill. And I know I didn't drop $10, but I'm like, fuck it. If I dropped it, I'm going to take it. Fuck it. I just need to get the fuck out of here because I don't want these people talking to me. So I paid the $10. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't know what to say or do right now. So I'm just going to take it in debt. But then this other dude who's with them. He's like, yeah, you know, you need to get in that $10 because they about to get married. So I was like, all right, fine. So I was him the $10 and I leave. But it was just crazy because he's supposedly about to get married and this other chick is telling me that she wants to dick. And like, I don't know what the fuck. They were trying to do What's going on. I just knew I had to be out of there. Mm. I don't know where I was going with that story, but that's <laughs> what happened.
2: Yeah, see, and you know, like, I, and we've had this conversation off air, but it, these are the kinds of con- conversation that con- conversations that uh, that deter me from putting, like, you know, this podcast on my resume. <laughs> 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 because, you know, we'll be talking about, like, some race stuff, you know, like, we, like, for example, we just went from the Orlando shooting to gay, like, you know, gay culture and to, like, some just crazy off-the-wall shit kind
0: of sort of so yeah I mean and the thing too is like it's the thing with gays and Jewish people and
2: (laughs) (laughs) it sounds that sounds crazy the way you just set that
0: up it sounds very crazy the way I set it up but at the same time what I'm trying to say is that it's it's become taboo in our culture to critique Them, And as soon as we say something remotely generalized about their culture that could be construed as negative, or even if it's not construed as negative, you could just say something in general, and you could even mean it as a good way, but you're automatically considered some type of racist, homophobe, whatever. Anti-Semitic when you're really not, and people do that shit to black people all day long, and they're straight,
3: mm.
0: like they're good. And I'm trying to figure out why is that, especially like you know when we look at Jewish people, like people say things about Jewish people ever, and you're automatically ostracized. But then you have all these right wing people who say things about black people, and they're good and I'm like why is that even in the situation where you have the black kid with the gorilla situation right and then just the other day you have the situation with the white kid and the alligator you heard about that shit Uh,
2: not the white kid and alligator no
0: oh man yo a white kid got eaten by an alligator at Disney World or some shit
3: Okay.
0: And so you don't hear nothing about what the parents doing blah blah blah. Like basically all the criticisms that were heaped upon this situation with the gorilla are not the criticisms that are heaped upon the white kid who got eaten by the alligator. So you mad because a gorilla got shot to save a black kid, but an alligator ate a white kid and you mad.
3: Mm.
0: So it's like you can say whatever you want about black people, and you can be good, but you can't say nothing about certain groups.
2: You you, you know what's interesting about this is that i like I told you the other day that I started I listening to the startup uh, the startup podcast, mm-hmm. and actually I'm, I'm almost done, and I have I've only been listening to it for like two days. That's how oh, good it ho- is. Hold on,
0: hold on, before I get into this, shout out to all my Jewish people, and you know am no means am I anti-semitic and I'm not just saying that because anti-semitic is a bad thing but I'm for all people and you know um, what's interesting is a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about you know a lot of people in certain communities and certain people that I'm around they might say certain things about white people and Jews but given my background having been around a lot of white people and Jews and all that type of stuff i'm like people are just people like i've been around enough Jews to know that and i've had you know I, you know i've i have Jews that i consider to be some of the best friends i've ever had in my life so you can't paint a picture and we've had these same conversations but when it's out in public and all all of a sudden you're this or that, but that's neither here nor there. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so um, I started listening to the startup podcast, and you know, like uh, technically the first season is, you know, like the season where it's where um you know uh whatever his name is, he talks about the comp like Gimlet, the, mm-hmm. the media company, and um you know how how that's going. The second one is where they follow this um. This dating, pretty much this dating service, this this dating startup called, you know, Dating Ring. And it started by like the, well, three women co-founders. And then now they're down to two and um, like different things about that. And so toward the end of the season, they started getting into like things about race and how pretty much they profiled this one uh, black chick. And how like she's been on dating for like some time but she just hasn't been getting any kind of dates and um she doesn't exactly know whether or not it's because she's black or what but um this is like like race is like something that you know like like the like the founders have been like trying to deal with and they don't they just can't they can't really like you know really fix it because originally they were like a they were a blind dating um kind of site but the thing was, when they started losing money and then they listened to like their, there were uh, the people who pay them or whatever like that. Um, and their customers said that they wanted pictures of the, the people that they were going to date. So when they put those up there, it kind of just like really like um, magnified the race issue. And so like they would get like, uh, even like, even before that, um, like they'll get like a call from someone saying like, Hey, like the person that you, that you set me up with, like, you know, tonight, it sounds like a black person, like this, this based on the name and I'm not going out that person because it just sounds like a black person or some shit like that. Uh. and, um, apparently there, there's like data, like to like that back this up when it comes to like any kind of minority, but like black women in particular, like they they just like, no one wants to go out with them. Uh. And then when it comes to, um, to Asian women. Asian, like, and it's really weird. So it's like black women with the Asian women. Asian women don't want to go out with Asian men a mm. lot of times on, on these kinds of dating sites. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. I must say that I think the startup podcast is one of the best podcasts, like, I've, I've listened
0: to. I've been listening to it since, um, the dude was on, a uh, Combat Jack. But, um,
2: Oh, he was on there.
0: Yeah, that's why I first heard about it.
2: No, I'm, the only like techy dude that I remember is like that, that Indian guy who I, I Neil remember. Dash. Yeah, Neil Dash. Yeah. Well home, But you you saying like the like the founder? Of, oh, you mean oh, he was on Ice-T's podcast?
0: I think he was on Combat Jack too.
2: I don't recall that because because, um, I, because on startup because on startup he talks about being on Ice-T's podcast. <laughs>
0: Hold up. Startup. Um, huh? What's his name? I don't even know his damn name. Is Alex something? Alex. Yeah, I think his name is Alex. Startup. Hold up. Podcast. Because he used to work for NPR. He used to work for, um, what should you call it? Um,
2: yeah, Planning Money, This American Life. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, startup start is kind of like This American Life, but like...
0: Because the first episode, even though he wasn't affiliated with them anymore, but the first episode, I believe... Was either on this American Life or he was Alex Blumberg.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I believe he was on Combat Jack, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, this is, this American Life did something like on startup, and then also, uh, um, Planet Money had um, they had like an episode on startup too, where they were um, they were helping him out trying to figure out some, something about money. Mm-hmm and they made that into an episode and then so it's really interesting like because I really feel like they well maybe they did like release the episodes like around the same time because I feel like I would have understood like the Planet Money episode if I would have uh more if I would have listened to like um, his episode um as well
0: okay looks like he was just on the um, Ice T podcast I could have sworn he was on Combat Jack too I haven't listened to Ice ts podcast in a minute. Shout out to Ice T <laughs> <laughs> And Mick Benzo. Oh yeah, yeah, they they love us so much. I know Mick you know I know they've been going through some things with this whole Zulu Nation situation. Um, you know, hold your head, my brothers. Um, hope everything works out. But um, that's no disrespect. Got a lot of respect for Ice T, and I've actually um, quite enjoyed the last album that he did with uh, his band or whatever. And he, um, he had the song when he was screaming on vegans, which is pretty funny. So yeah,
2: I need I, I need to like you know delve more deeper into the world of Ice T and his music. I really haven't.
0: I mean, we've had two people on the episode talk about, I mean, two people on our podcast talk about him early on.
3: <clears throat> shout out
0: to Schooly D. Shout out to Egyptian Lover.
2: Yeah. That's very true. But, um... We need, we need to try to get Schoolie D back on, man. He's supposed to come back on and do a part two. Fuck, I have
0: <laughs> uh, He just kind of disappeared, like Chill Moody said. Yeah. Shout out no, to maybe- Matter of fact, shout out to Chill Moody. Um, should have been on that freshman cover, but
3: yeah,
0: you know, it is what it is. They want to put other people on there, but Chill Moody got a lot of more things popping. And got his own water.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. You got his own water. That's
0: all I meant. Yeah. yeah. New World Water, like most stuff said. That's right, man. I was just listening to some type of science podcast and they're talking about, you know, pretty much when we look for life on other planets, we look for water. Chill Moody got his own water. This nigga got life on other planets right now.
2: I mean, I feel like if Chill Moody ever did like a podcast, he could just do like like all his advertisements could just be for things that he does, like how Joe Rogan does.
0: That's why we got to start this network. And get show Moody on there, man. I want, I want Chill Moody on our network. I want Mateo on our network. Um, shout out to Mateo as well, cause if you Google Busy Bone, what's crazy as I didn't even do this shit. Like my girl Google Busy Bone, cause she's fascinated with him now. <laughs> Why is she fascinated with Busy Bone now? Cause he's, just I mean he's just. I mean I showed her some Busy Bone interviews, and she's just fascinated. And she's not the first girl that I've known Who's been fascinated with Busy Bone Like It's another girl Shout out to um, Star uh, Star Busy Bone like her favorite rapper Busy Bone's that nigga man And so like She wants me to try to get Busy Bone For her 30th birthday So I'm going to try to make that happen some type of way What, but, what do you mean? She wants to Busy Bone and be at her 30th birthday party.
2: Oh. Uh, I mean, shit, we be trying, I've been trying to get him, on, get him on this fucking podcast for the past year and a half now. It just hasn't worked like three different times.
0: I mean, I see Busy Bone, he said in an interview, he'd be at the bus station at the homeless shelter with the poor people. That's right. Like, <laughs> you
2: know. I, don't, I don't think he is right now. Like, he's throwing <laughs> his money. And he's like, he's like engaged now or whatever he's doing.
0: I don't know, man. Whenever they come back to the DMV, man, apparently all you have to do is just go out to some shit and <laughs> things start popping for you. So, and it's just interesting because, like, my personality, the way that I am, I, you know, I think a lot of people wouldn't expect me to be the type of person just walk up to people and talk to them. But it's like I got my, I got my one personality under one name and I got my other one under another name.
3: Yeah.
0: And I do different shit under each. And it's not a conscious thing. It's a subconscious thing. Like, I have different people inside me with different names. And they operate in totally different ways and have completely different thoughts and views. And that's just mind-boggling to me. No. Because I'm not, bi- I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna say I'm not bipolar, but I'm not. Um, I don't have multi personality disorder. I don't believe.
2: Well, I mean, if Beyonce doesn't, I guess you don't either. I mean, look at yeah. that whole Sasha Fierce thing, thing she had going on.
0: I mean, the goal is to try to fit them all into one, and be able to exist as your true self. But it's hard when you... you know, Babylon, that's all I got to say. Yeah. But, um... Shit, man, I got six hours of driving to do tomorrow. And I just drank half a pint of E&J plus some more of the little bit that I had from the other day that I never finished and I don't I have you. any clean clothes. And I have to drive six hours tomorrow and represent for my black people. Shout out to Juneteenth. But, um... Yo, you know it's Father's Day on Sunday?
2: Yeah, my uh, my mother told me. You know what happened last Father's Day, so we'll see if uh, what happens.
0: Oh, yeah, man. That's crazy. Shout out out to all the fathers all the black fathers raising their black children um, you know dispelling the myth that black people don't take care of their kids um, when the research documents said they clearly do and shout out to all the white fathers out there doing their thing too for their peoples and their culture and all the biracial people and all the Native Americans and all my West Indians word up And all the other people that I neglected to speak upon don't think we don't have love for you either. Word up. And um 410 Music Factory. I don't know man. Niggas know how to get us. fuck all the promo shit. Well at least for this episode. At least for this episode. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Here. Yeah, son, you feel it, man. World up, son. You got to just do it, CNN. yo. man Yo, world up, man. Some different again. channels, son. World up, on, man. World up, watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. so all good. World up, all good, baby. In every hood, Ridge Ridge. son. World up, yo. CNN. Network. Channel Network. 10. It's on again. Network. Street Network niggas it's grown and men. Bold me face. Gather up. your face. Stay in place. Yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN. Network. 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 Channel 10, it's on again Street niggas that's grown men Boldface, gather your face face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace Catch more people